Welcome to Jesus Without Religion. I'm Mike Sinar, your host, and I'm glad you're joining us today as we discover Jesus through the filter of grace. If you are a Christian, you are about to see the love of Christ like you've never seen before. Never again will you fear God or feel that you are inadequate or not deeply loved by Him. We know some people call that a license to sin, but as we go through this series, you're actually going to find out that soaking in God's kindness and total forgiveness of all sin, yes, all sin, is the only prescription that will actually lead you away from the disease of sin. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the Lord's Supper. We're going to talk about this idea of examining yourself. So there's some terrible teachings out there that, well, Christians need to do a deep review of their past sins before they can partake in the Lord's Supper. The idea is that you need to examine your current status with God because... Well, you risk bringing the judgment of God upon yourself because you take the Lord's Supper with any unrepentant sin that you may have, right? So today we're going to explain 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 28 to 29. We're going to see that examining, this examining here is something very different than what many of you have been taught. And that no way should this verse lead a Christian away from celebrating, and I do mean celebrating, the Lord's Supper and what he did for us. So the verse reads this. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 28. It says, therefore, uh, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, Well, he shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself. So we see these words, right? Verse 29 then says, For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body. Now, if we just use these two verses to have a sermon, we could really put a lot of Christians in fear, now can't we? But let's, let's see what the unworthy manner is that needs to be examined and who this judgment really comes from. Because I think you're going to find there's a lot of bad teaching out there. All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. This is what it reads. It says, But in giving this instruction, I do not praise you. Because you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. Okay, so we see these guys are coming together. Paul's writing this letter to the Corinthians, right? They're coming together, but apparently there is something wrong with how they do it. And I bet most churches aren't doing what Paul is getting ready to actually talk about. Right, And if they're not doing what Paul's describing, why in the world are we guilting people in our churches? Let's continue. 
So 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 18, 18 to 19. He says, For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that divisions exist among you. And in part, I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, so that those who are approved may become evident among you. The problem is the church is divided. And we're about to see it is divided for a very good reason. Something bad is happening. But what? Well, we get to verses 20 and 21. He says, Therefore, when you meet together, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Get this. It is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in your eating, each one takes his own supper first, and one is hungry, and one is drunk. This is your context here. This is not what happens in most people's churches. This isn't communion at all. These guys eat all the food, and they get drunk. This is the church of Corinthians. The poor people show up and they get nothing. That is what needs to be examined. That is our context. Instead of celebrating Jesus, this is just a party. And the poor people that want to celebrate Jesus, well, they're being left out. So we get to verse 22. He says, what? Do you not have houses? in which to eat and drink? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? (laughs) In this I will not praise you. Paul's ticked off. He has a heart for the poor people who have traveled so that they too can take the Lord's Supper in remembrance of what Jesus did for them. So then we come to verses 23 to 26, the Lord's Supper, right? This is when you read this. We're going to come back to the Lord's Supper, right? These verses, 23 to 26. But first, I want to fast forward a little bit because I think this is really going to help a lot of us put this letter in its proper context. So we move ahead to verses 27 and 28. Paul says this, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in doing so, he is to, uh, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So what's unworthy is getting drunk instead of remembering and celebrating Jesus. This is not about drumming up your track record of the times you've stumbled or of any unrepentant sin. This is about what's happening at the actual celebration. And they certainly should examine their behavior because quite honestly, it's pretty terrible. And it's certainly anything but godly. 
So then we come to verse 28 and 29. He says, And in doing so, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. Now, it's very important to note this is not God's judgment. Remember, John 3.18 tells us this, the one who believes is not judged. It is the poor people that are judging them. Think about it. They show up. Everyone is drunk. All the food has been devoured. And we, we see that some people are sick because they drank so much. And I think some even died from alcohol poisoning. So no question, the poor people show up and they certainly and understandably have a lot of judgment against them. And then verse 30 to 32 says this, For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number asleep. But if we judged ourselves... (laughs) Keyword, but if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord so that we will not be condemned along with the world. Getting drunk can make people sick, pass out, even die. Do the right thing, and people won't judge you. Discipline is good, it's not scary. Discipline is training for future living, not punishment for past sins. But now we're going to see the solution, and I want you to pay very close attention. Verse 33, so then, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, Let him eat in his own home, so that you will not come together for judgment. See this, guys? The remaining matters I will arrange when I come. Do y'all see this? The solution is to wait for everyone. That's what's really going on in this letter about that's the whole context here. Stop eating all the food. Stop drinking all the alcohol. Let this be a celebration of Jesus, not a drunk fast. And then we conclude here with uh, verse 23. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back now to verses 23 to 26. He says this, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Now get this. This is, what we're, this is why we do this. Do this in remembrance of me. Do you see it? Do it in remembrance of me, not in remembrance of your sin, not to make you feel guilty. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Do you see it, folks? What we're told to do, or what are we told to do this in remembrance of? This is not in remembrance of your unrepentant sins. This is remembering what Jesus did about your sins, your past ones, your current ones, and your future. Jesus had his body crushed for our sins. Jesus poured out his blood to completely and fully pay for every sin that we would ever commit. So people are getting it wrong when they use the Lord's Supper as a time to examine their sin. The celebration here is not about examining the problem. It's about examining the solution. It's paying tribute to Jesus Christ who rescued us from all of our sins by dying on the cross. So if your church isn't doing what is described in this letter to the Corinthians, it's time we start freaking out and let this be a time of enjoyment and celebration. As always, the truth sets us free. Folks, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I really do. The takeaway is we need to focus on Jesus. Jesus is good. That's why we take communion. It's not about you and your performance. It's about the solution he provided to the problem. It's about the cross. It's about honoring him for rescuing us. God bless you all.